from the Newswires, powered by Kangaroo Fern Media Lab. At the heart of the plan is a federal environmental protection agency which will impose legally binding standards across all parts of the environment. Hundreds of pieces of kids' art had been put on display on environmental minister office this morning, accompanied by a letter signed by more than 4,300 Australian parents calling on the government to protect kids from worsening climate change. On today's episode of From the Newswire, we're talking to Chief Executive Officer Nick Seton of Australian Parents for Climate Action. Welcome to the show. I'm good, thanks. Thanks for calling. And uh, yes, I'm very happy to speak with you this afternoon. Okay, Nick, I just got a question. So what's happening this morning? So, Yeah, look, this morning we had uh, families from all across Sydney come together to uh, deliver hundreds of artworks and thousands of thousands of signatures to the Environment Minister, supporting her to look after our kids' best interests and to safeguard their climate so that they can enjoy a healthy and prosperous future. Okay, so Nick, a couple of days ago, uh, the Environmental Minister said they do an, a new sort of environmental law standard, uh, law, like a new, new watchdog to check the environmental, um, to protect our wildlife and I plan. What do you think about that? Because other other organization saying that there is no a climate trigger on on his on his announcement. Yeah, it is lacking a climate trigger, um, and we also are still waiting on a lot more detail on how it will work in practice and what money will be available to make it strong, but is a step in the right direction and we're encouraged to see this environment minister acting quickly to improve our environment laws so that we will have more confidence that projects which threaten the future of young people will have more scrutiny and hopefully better standards applied to them. Do you think that by this amendment of the environmental law will be going to be affected or be good for our environment and for also for our kids right now? Do I think it will be effective? Look, I think I need to see more detail. I think there's there's a lot of questions as to how this will, um, how decisions will be made about special areas, what 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 the kind of thresholds look like and how we will, we will effectively manage climate risk in these decisions. The Environment Minister has a very important role to play in our society. And we want to make sure that she is empowered and supported to make decisions that are in the best interest of young people. Our test is a simple one. Is a decision going to protect or potentially increase the threat of climate harm to young Australians alive today? And that is a test that was established in the Bromberg's, Justice Bromberg's decision in the court uh, case of Sharma versus Lay, where young people actually challenged the environment minister in making it clear that they had a duty of care to protect young people in the way they made decisions about projects which threatened to undermine the security of the climate, which we depend on for so much of our economy and our lives and our safety. 
Now, that decision was appealed and successfully overturned, but the full court of the federal court, the full bench, upheld the facts of the case. And that's really significant because the facts of the case established that this threat and this climate harm is real and it is credible and it is accepted by the federal court. And so the climate science we have available tells us that young people do need that protection, but we lack adequate laws to make it very robust in how those people, young people in particular, will be protected. And that is what we want to make sure we can see in these law changes that the minister is moving through now. Thank you for that, Nick. So in, in line with that, so yesterday, so there's a national cabinet meeting and they agree as well to cop the gas and coal so that some household people will not be affected because of the interest rate. It, um, there's sort of a lot of happening. What do you think about that to, on your perspective as, as, as the CEO of the Australian Parent and for Climate Action? Is that a good thing that the government done some sorting of cap on any coil and gas and other environmental impact on this? Um, is it a good thing that the uh, energy ministers have agreed to put a cap on coal and gas prices? Um, Yes, on balance, it's a good thing. Uh, it's a step in the right direction. Our research of communities affected by energy price rises and the cost of living crisis has shown us when we surveyed over a thousand families that everybody is feeling the cost of living crisis. Everyone is very conscious of the energy cost crisis and more vulnerable families, particularly lower incomes and renters who aren't able to make changes to their potentially putting solar on the roof, for example, and aren't able to make changes to their homes. Those people are particularly affected, some of them very strongly with um, enormous amounts of their income uh, going towards these energy costs. And they're needing to make big sacrifices, such as during winter, we had a lot of families tell us that they were actually having to compromise on heating and comfortable sleep arrangements for their, for their children and their young children in particular. And that's really concerning because those energy prices are continuing to increase. And what this cap on oil, uh, not oil, but ca uh, gas and coal prices will mean is that these energy prices won't go even further after July next year. But that's not really going to give a lot of relief to people now. And although the government is managing the inflation risk, what we really need to see is households supported to get out of fossil fuel energy dependency, which is creating and driving these price surges. Coal and gas have been the default uh, system that we've relied on for too long. And a failure of policymaking in the last decade has meant that we are now exposed to the weakness of those energy systems and that energy uh, source. Homes that are enabled to use energy that is either renewable energy, which is cheap to produce, if not free, once you've got your uh, panels on your on your properties, or energy efficiency measures, which can greatly improve the living standards that a lot of people, particularly people in social housing, desperately need. Those are the real solutions that we need to see support and investment in, not just caps on coal and gas prices. Thank you so much for that, Nick. So any parting words to our listener about this happening? 
Yeah, look, I just really want to um, encourage everybody to speak up and to make sure that they are supporting the best decisions, particularly if they have young people in their lives, in their families. Those people are effectively disenfranchised from decision-making. They don't have a vote until they're 18. So we need to make sure that all family members are speaking up on their behalf because the decisions we make now will affect them for decades to come. And I'm very grateful to all of the families who've been supporting us today, including the 4,300 plus families who've lent their support to our letter to the Environment Minister. Thank you so much, Mr. Nick Sitton, the Chief Executive Officer of Australian Parents for Climate Action. So this is another episode from the Newswires and this is Miko Santos. Thank you.